Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. I mean, I don't know if there is or not. I don't know. I, I never thought about it. You know, maybe I'm off, but I don't know. Nothing comes to the forefront of my mind. You don't call them sinners. I, I never thought about it, but I probably don't. Give us some men who know the truth and who will declare the truth and who will declare from the housetops that the gospel is the power of God and the salvation. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Talk about a sad story. This is Wretched Radio. Perhaps as of late, you've been feeling a wee bit... Which, of course, is the DSM-5 word that means you are perhaps a little bit short-fused. You're perhaps a little bit agitated with our planet because Isaiah 5 has never been more real, nor has Romans 1. Everything is upside down. It's all flipped, and it's making me bonkers. Perhaps these stories will soften your attitude toward the people That we're trying to reach. We need to remember the Christian solution for the social problem is not politics. It isn't nonprofit organizations. It's the preaching of the gospel. That's what people need. And if you've been a wee bit annoyed, agitated, frustrated, maybe even disgusted with some of the ideologies that are now accepted and praised, perhaps these stories will help. The number two most obvious thing in the world is that there are pinks and blues. There are boys and girls. There are two genders. It's scientific. It's observable. It's natural. And if we don't have some way of identifying the difference, then there is no difference at all. And aren't we seeing that these days, which, by the way, is the incoherent LGB, etc. worldview that is being presented to us. It doesn't make sense. What signs are we going to put on the bathroom? Why do we have separate restrooms? Why do we have separate locker rooms? All of this is because of the incoherence of not recognizing the second most obvious thing in the universe. And that is, uh, yeah, there's boys and girls, That is the second most obvious thing. And the reason that our world currently is not able to grasp that is because they've already rejected the most obvious thing. What's the most obvious thing? That God exists. Once you have crossed that Rubicon, once you have decided there is no God, you are now into the land of anything is possible because the most obvious thing is that God exists. So once you deny the most obvious thing, then it's pretty easy to deny the less obvious things. And down the list you can go. We are living in an age that demands we think through our response carefully when it comes to these social issues because they can be frustrating, they can be agitating, and we can go looking to horses and chariots to try to solve this confusion that exists in our culture today. No, If we are going to help people recognize, yeah, there's a pink and yeah, there's a blue, that's the second most obvious thing. We need to point them toward the most obvious thing. And we need to do it truthfully and lovingly, not just truth, not just love, truth in love. Perhaps these stories will help us to get there. This was published in the New York Post of all places. Headline. 
I literally lost organs. Why detransition teens regret changing genders. These are heartbreaking tales of young people who were confused. They probably had a school behind them encouraging them in their confusion of overriding their parents' desires in a lot of cases. And then they begin the transitioning process. What happens? Well, what we all know happens, an 8, a 12, a 14-year-old who's confused about things gets their thinking straightened out. But the problem for many is they've already had their bodies mutilated. If this whole trans thing has been making you just come on, you got to be kidding me. Maybe this will help us to speak that truth in love. Chloe was 12 years old. She decided she was transgender. At 13, she came out to her parents. That same year, she was put on puberty blockers and prescribed testosterone. At 15, she underwent a double mastectomy. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. Don't play one on TV. But those doctors should be put in jail. That's a criminal act. A 15-year-old? It's a reminder that people can be really smart and possess absolutely no wisdom or sense of right and wrong. And these people live among us. Less than a year later, she realized, oops, she made a mistake. All by the time she was 16 years old. This is an individual who was hurting, was then damaged, was then mutilated, and now has to live with those consequences for the rest of her life. Ouch. Between 2009 and 19, children being referred for transitioning treatment in the United Kingdom increased 1,000% among biological males and 4,400% among biological females. You don't think that this issue is trendy? I'm telling you, the toxic combination of godless worldviews and social media Oofda, this is this is the effect of that. These kids are they they go to the you're, they go to the internet and they are lonely and they are sad and their parents are out of touch and detached and not all that interested, frankly, after all, they've got to pay that mortgage so that they can live in a spacious home and have vacations and fancy cars and finer wine. The kids go online, start stooping around and go, huh, I can get my attention there. You've probably heard this before in some context. When you think about gang members, why is it that, that what drives these kids to, to want to surround themselves with people who are so dangerous? And the answer regularly is it's because they're not getting any attention at home. There's no sense of community in my house, so I'm going to go build one. I'm going to go find one. I will go inject myself into one because i got to have it. Perhaps you've heard it phrased in this context, Dad, if you don't give your daughter love and show affection, she's going to go find it elsewhere. And that is precisely what is happening with so many of these kids. They are lacking. They are hurting. They are needing. And they're going to go find the attention that they crave Wherever they can get it. And these days, it can be found in the trans community. The number of young people identifying as transgender in the U.S. has doubled since 2017. That's from the CDC. Historically, transitioning from male to female was more common. Recently, the status quo was reversed. 
female to male transitions have become the overwhelming majority. I don't know why, but those are the statistics. Let's hear the stories. Helena, a 23-year-old detransitioner from Cincinnati, quote, I was going through a period where I was just really isolated at school, so I turned to the internet. In her real life, Kirshner had a falling out with friends at school. Online, however, she found a community that welcomed her. My dysphoria was definitely triggered by this online community. I never thought about my gender or had a problem with being a girl before going on Tumblr. <laughs> by the way, if the, if the kids go on to the Tumblr and the different other social media outlets, they will be told things like, if you're not happy with your body, you're probably in the wrong. You, you're probably identifying wrong. So you're a girl. You think this isn't what it should be. That's probably because you're a boy. I, I, I don't like hearing my voice on recordings. Well, you don't like your voice because you're the wrong gender. You're identifying wrongly. That's the type of help they get on the Internet. And then when they decide, OK, I'll do that. They get swept into a vortex. They get brought into the medical community and they just get bounced from the next to the next to the next to the next, taking all kinds of body altering drugs and being encouraged online. You're amazing. You're incredible. This should be a cautionary tale to us, mom and dad. Chloe, a 17 year old student in California. She joined Instagram at 11, quote, I started being exposed to a lot of LGBT content and activism. I saw how trans people online got an overwhelming amount of support and the amount of praise they were getting really spoke to me because at the time I didn't have a lot of friends of my own. So she went ahead and found them. My dysphoria. This is another collided with my general depression issues and body image issues. I came to the conclusion that I was born in the wrong body and that all my problems in life would be solved if I transition. This is Chloe again. Because my body didn't match beauty ideals, I started to ponder if there was something wrong with me. I thought, I'm not pretty enough to be girl, so I'd be better off as a boy. Deep inside, I wanted to be pretty all along, but I kept that suppressed. Ouch. From Marcus Evans, he was the head of a trust where UK youths seek treatment for gender dysphoria. I saw children being fast-tracked onto medical solutions for psychological problems, and when kids get on the medical conveyor belt, they don't get off. The politicization of this issue was shutting down proper clinical rigor. That meant quite vulnerable kids were in danger of being put on a medical path for treatment that they may well regret. Maybe, just maybe, the next time you see somebody who is going down this road, you'll recognize what's behind it, what's been lacking, why perhaps this was created inside of them, how our culture contributed to it, and maybe, just maybe, it will allow us to love those people, feel compassion for those people, and witness to those people. This is Wretched Radio. Hello and gracias. That means thank you in Spanish for our 
Unolingual listeners, gracias for listening to Wretched Radio today, where you learn all kinds of things. And another place you're able to learn stuff, the Wretched website. That's right, Wretched.org is full of amazing content, like each full 30-minute TV episode, our full daily radio episodes. You can also use the nifty search bar to find hundreds of topics that have been discussed on either radio or TV. The Wretched store is there too, and it's loaded with over 40 resources, all produced with the help of our gospel partners. If you're already an ongoing monthly Wretched Gospel partner, thank you. Your efforts and support have helped us reach millions of people with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. If you're not a monthly Wretched Gospel partner, would you prayerfully and thoughtfully consider becoming one? You can find answers to virtually any question you have about becoming a gospel partner at wretched.org slash donate. Or you can text the word Wretched to 44321. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. So there you are on your Googler machine trying to find a restaurant. What do you look for? Ratings and reviews. If it gets lots of stars, positive reviews, chances are pretty good you're going to go there. Question, would you be inclined to go to a restaurant that had a 98% approval rating and rave reviews? I suspect you would. MetaShare, affordable, biblical, health sharing, has a 98% approval rating. 400,000 members strong, sharing one another's health care bills, saving billions of dollars over the years, saving families on average $500 a month. And 98% of the members of MediShare give it a hearty thumbs up. I encourage you to call them and see if MediShare is right for you and your family. 1-844-34-BIBLE. 1-844-34-BIBLE for MediShare. Why do we believe so much in biblical counseling? And it's comments like these. I just haven't thought of it that way. Pretty intense, huh? Those are comments from real people receiving real biblical counseling for real issues in season one of Transformed. Released this year, Transformed is like nothing else you'll see on Christian TV. You're a fly on the wall witnessing real biblical counseling sessions. With Dr. Greg Gifford, professor of biblical counseling at the Masters University, he's our host and biblical counselor conducting these sessions, which deal with issues like anxiety, OCD, anger, trauma, depression, and much more. And Dr. Dale Johnson, the executive director of ACBC, is our other host. Dr. Johnson chalk talks the sessions to provide a deeper understanding of biblical counseling. Transformed is truly a one-of-a-kind production, providing you with an up-close look at the hope and relief only the Bible can provide. Transformed, from brokenness to wholeness. And it's available now at transformed.org. Books of the Bible The gospel is present throughout all of Scripture, beginning with the book of Genesis. Immediately after the fall, God promises a Messiah who will crush the head of the serpent. Even in the Garden of Eden, God was preparing the means of our salvation through Jesus Christ. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. So, how's your posture? This is Wretched Radio. No, I'm not talking about how you sit in a chair, how you walk. I'm talking about your Christian posture, the face that you present to the world. How's your posture? What does the world see when they look at you and me? What does the world perceive about our Savior when they study us? Kevin DeYoung, a very helpful Presbyterian. (laughs) Whip smart that 
that kid, he's just he's just a baby. But I think he's got like nine kids, something like that. You know they're a homeschool family. Kevin DeYoung writing a helpful article to help all of us keep the main thing the main thing. And the main thing is that our lives reflect what has been done for us in the person of Jesus Christ. That's what our lives are about. Increasingly becoming transformed so the world will see and want to know what is the cause and source of this difference that they see in us. That's the purpose of our existence. That, by the way, just as an aside, if you're struggling at work today because it's a little bit ho-hum and mundane, as you go about doing whatever it is that is boring you, know that people are watching you. And that, that's, that's why Peter encouraged slaves, be a great, the, just the absolute best slave that you can be. Why? Because it's a testimony in the entire context of the admonitions in 1 Peter 1 through 5 are behave in such a way that people get saved. Women, let your inner beauty shine. So your unsaved husband will become a follower of Jesus Christ. That's what our lives are about. So if you're kind of bored in a mundane job, I get that. Not trying to minimize that because there are some things that are more fulfilling than others. Know that you're fulfilling God's purpose for you. You are working as unto him. You are behaving as unto him. You are being seen so that others can see Christ in you. That's what you're doing at work today. Let's get to Kevin DeYoung, uh, shall we? Seven principles for cultivating a Christian posture toward the world. Number one, set an example of godliness for the unbeliever. We need to look different, keeping our conduct honorable so that outsiders might give Christianity a hearing. That would be 1 Peter 2.12, 1 Peter 3.16. This means we refuse to repay evil for evil. It also means we bless those who do not deserve it. You know what I'm wondering, Todd? We don't. And even if you tell us, we're probably not going to follow the synapses that go firing. It seems to me that with all of the societal pressures that we're feeling these days as Christians, we are no longer what could be considered a nation more defined by Christianity. It is less defined by Christianity than ever before, most likely. And we're seeing the effects of that. I wonder if those pressures aren't squeezing us and actually causing us to respond to the world in a way that isn't godly, but to also respond to other believers that way. Just wondering. Do you think the fighting that we see inside of conservative circles might be due to some of the pressure that the world is exerting on us? And, and we feel like we've got to be pugnacious. We have got to make sure the line is held. Otherwise, it's going to collapse and we lose sight of that tricky territory of they're not a heretic, not somebody that I would recommend, but they're somewhere in between. We have a tendency to just make sure that we are being as black and white as possible, and there certainly are times for that. But we see anybody with any level of disagreement, and maybe we have a tendency to go after them as voraciously as we do the world, ought not to be. 
Number one, set an example of godliness for the unbelievers. Number two, be prepared to suffer. Well, that's cheery, Kevin. Even those who do good may suffer for righteousness' sake. That would be your First Peter three fourteen. Don't be surprised at the fiery trial that comes unto you. I think that this is, where was I? I was somewhere. Was Obergefell 2015, I believe, something like that, when that Supreme Court decision was handed down. I heard somebody say, you better get used to your pastors being arrested. It struck me, and I had to noodle through it. I think we need to expand that. Don't be surprised if you get arrested. Just don't be surprised. There, 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 there might be a tendency for us because we still have residue of what the world used to be like. And people who go to jail are, are bad people, and they've done something criminal and wrong. Well, new criminal and wrong could be saying that Jesus Christ is the only way. There are only two genders. That could land you in jail. And we don't want to look at those people like, oh, man, whoa. They could simply be experiencing what Peter said we shouldn't be surprised about. Might be an interesting exercise for you. You don't want to maybe scare the little children in this regard, but maybe with your older kids. What would it look like? If there was a gun butt banging on our front door, demanding to be let in, it's the authorities. And they're there because you're Christians. What would that look like? What would you do? How would you react? How, what would be our behavior? How would we respond to these people? It might be an exercise to help you get ready for uh, something we shouldn't be surprised about, persecution. Number three, build attractive bridges to welcome the curious in. That'd be your first Peter 3.15. Build attractive bridges. Does that mean you compromise? No, it just means that we can do stuff that demonstrates love to people so that they want to know about the hope that lies within us. Number four, Build sturdy walls to keep false teachers and false teaching out. Need that too. We need to make sure that we aren't being somehow compromised in our Christian walk. Now, we recognize when it comes to the issue of discernment, we, we, can, we can be a little bit too aggressive sometimes, but there's other times when some people cannot be aggressive at all. I have to confess to you, when I saw out of the SBC convention in Anaheim that they passed a resolution denouncing prosperity preaching, I just thought, would you look at the time? <laughs> These charlatans have been at it for 30 years or more. These, what, what took so long to get to it? We need to draw some lines. There's no question about it. And if your church isn't, well, you are probably going to be susceptible to being influenced at the very least. How do you sit? What is your posture toward the world? Do not think that one size fits all. This is Kevin DeYoung. If we are to be wise in our posture toward the world, we must discern whether that creature in the distance is a lost sheep looking for a home or a pig ready to trample pearls under its feet. Don't think one size fits all. So for instance, Somebody is uh, they're in they're they're in PETA. Uh, it's a glow. They are they're a green person. In other words, they drive a Subaru. Is what I'm trying to say. By the by the way, speaking of Subarus, I got the 
funniest note. <laughs> Notes actually from a woman who was like, hey, this trash in Subarus because only liberals buy them isn't true. I'm conservative and I drive a Subaru. Well, I called her pastor immediately to begin the process <laughs> of church discipline. But I also went to the to the Google machine. Yeah. More liberals buy Subarus than conservatives by a lot. So you meet somebody driving a Subaru. They might actually be right now going through things and scratching their head, and the Holy Spirit is convicting them of sin, righteousness, and judgment, and there you are. How you treat them, how you talk to them, how you engage with them, how you view them, what you do for them or don't do to them, all needs to be determined because we don't simply accept, oh, you drive a Subaru, you must like Al Gore. Too, don't don't make that assumption. Too far gone. Too far gone. Number six, approach cultural and ethical polarities on a case-by-case basis. Oh, boy, this one is hard. Some issues are adiaphora, matters up to consciences. Sometimes there is no middle ground and no third way. That is true. When Jesus asked about divorce, he sided with the more restrictive Shammai school over the Hillel school of interpretation. When asked about the resurrection, he was in agreement with the Pharisees instead of the Sadducees. Jesus transcended those debates, calling people to himself, but he didn't act like both sides of the controversy were equally right and equally wrong, or that the best answer was some of column A plus some of column B. Jesus made decisions, rendered verdicts on theology. But there's some stuff that we need to recognize. Okay, I got a different take on this. I I just see the political. I see the social landscape somewhat different. Now, there's some lines we can't cross, abortion, marriage, etc. But some of it, I have to just be able to go, look, they just see it differently, and I need to live with that. Otherwise, I'm going to be crabby, and I will be on an island of one. Number seven, when people give you a hearing, don't lead with a hard edge. And don't leave the hard stuff out. Don't be, but don't be so namby-pamby that they never hear anything hard. Seven ways that we can consider improving our posture because the world is watching. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. Well, will things get a little weirder today, or are we going to hold the line at our current level of weirdness? Now, the answer to that question today is definitely weirder, because I've just learned that animal inequality is now a thing. Here's a few headlines from both the New York Times and Salon.com. Squirrel privilege is real. Checking privilege in the animal kingdom. Even hermit crabs have wealth inequality. These are actual headlines from publications that tout themselves as legitimate news sources. And I bet we're not very far from learning that polar bears are racist and have been using their white privilege to oppress black and brown bears. So this lady in Brazil has recently married her soulmate. She actually married a ragdoll. The 37-year-old complained to her mother about not being able to find love and being tired of being single. So, as a joke, her mom made her a rag doll. And, well, they apparently fell in love. And she says they're also starting a family soon, which I guess just means her mom is about to start sewing up some grandkids. And every bit of this is a true story. Well, by now you've no doubt heard about the same-sex kissing scene in the new Lightyear movie. 
We've talked about it this week and talked about how 13-some-odd Muslim countries have banned the film. Well, in America, a small theater in Oklahoma also wasn't a big fan of the scene, but instead of banning the movie in its entirety, they decided to just skip that one particular scene. They put a sign up in the lobby informing parents what they were doing. Well, the Wokies, no likey. They went nuts, a little nuttier than usual, I guess, and started blasting the theater on social media and in response, what did the theater do? They did just what the woke mob wanted them to do. They backtracked at their decision to skip the scene. And again, the cancel culture woke mob gets its way. Well, I can't decide if this next story is funny or just tragic. Maybe a little bit of both. The University of California, Irvine, facing a little bit of a problem in its effort to be inclusive. The school recently renamed its Women's Center to WOMXN's Center, with the X supposedly representing something inclusive or whatnot. But anyway, after the renaming of the center, they realized that it may not be as inclusive as they originally hoped because WOMXN is still pronounced woman. And, well, blind people will have no way knowing that the new woke spelling is the one that's being used. And this is a major, major problem for the administration at this university. Don't know what they're going to do about this issue, but what they can't do, obviously, is use the correct spelling of the word woman because it's apparently not inclusive enough. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Titles of Christ In the Bible, Jesus is given many titles that teach us about who He is and what He has done. Jesus is called a curse for us. When Adam sinned, all creation came under a curse, and everyone who breaks God's law is cursed. But Jesus bore our curse on the cross so that we may receive the blessings of God. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. The thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Spanning the globe. To bring you the stuff that you sent to idea at wretched.org that we couldn't fit into an entire theme, so we slap some music on top of it, put all of these random stories together, and call it... Wide World of Christian Radio? Something like that. <laughs> Let's begin by going to the Philippines, shall we? This is Wretched Radio. I cannot tell you how pumped I am about a new initiative that I think you're going to dig like a nobody's business. You're familiar with the Masters Academy International not only do they train indigenous men to rightly divide the word of truth in churches, the new initiative that we are launching July the 1st, you can't do this now, but July the 1st, want to give you a heads up on this because I'm telling you this could be something that has a generational impact on the, on, on the, for the nation of the Philippines. We would like to send MacArthur Study Bibles to 10,000 believers who are sitting in a Master's Academy church. They are hearing the Bible preached rightly, but because they earn so little, I think the average is $12 to $15 per day, 
They can't afford a Bible, let alone a study Bible, let alone a study Bible with a hardcover because the humidity. Whoa. If you think it's bad in Atlanta, and believe me, it is. It's even heavier in the Philippines, so it's got to be hardcover. Otherwise, they curl up and they shrivel up and they're garbage in a few years. These will last, and people will be able to follow along with their pastor, read their Bibles and their study notes. You will have an opportunity to participate in that initiative. Think of it in these terms. If we would like to see nations really change This, I think, is key and crucial that the professing believers there have a Bible, and not just a Bible, but a Bible that has notes that explain the text to them. If you've got a MacArthur Study Bible, you know how nice it is to go, wait, what? That, what? Pray for, pray for the, baptize the, what are we supposed to do with this thing? And then you look at, okay, okay, got it. That makes sense to me now. They don't have that, uh, that blessing. We want to provide that. Be watching for that July 1st, not before, but be watching. And don't forget, you can still support the Master's Academy International and their training of pastors. You can adopt a seminary in 17 different nations. This is our hope. If we all contribute to this effort and we can get 10,000 Bibles distributed, we're going to do phase two in the Philippines. We're going to get the pastor's commentary sets. This is a big deal. This is, I mean, this is like big. You, you go on a missions trip if you want to. That's cool. You, 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 you make that decision. This is no judgment from me on that. Oh, I've got an opinion, but no judgment from me on that. This is, this is equipping men to preach the word and then getting their people Bibles with study notes. Do you think those churches are going to grow in strength, in depth, in joy, in theological wisdom, in changed lives. Uh, this, this, this is huge. Now parents can actually lead their kids reading the Bible at home. Think that might have a generational impact. So excited about this. We'll tell you more July the 1st. Be thinking about it. Bibles to the Philippines. Let's go to Itali, shall we? An historical event. It's not a good one. It's a tragic one. And like the rest of Europe, it opens up the door in Italy for more physician-assisted killings because that's what they are. A quadriplegic man is the first to die from lethal injection. The details, sad, and yet we have to recognize what makes somebody a somebody. The intrinsic value of the human being, not functionality, not performance, not utility, what they are, Gen- just what they are. Uh, th- this, is, this is an important theological point because if we, even with our kids, tell them that God is pleased with them because of their behavior, uh, no, well, I mean, God is pleased, but you don't have any more right standing with him than you already do in Christ. He loves us even though we're loveless. He offered friendship while we were his enemies. We aren't valuable to God because of what we do, how we look, our sense of humor, our intellectual capacity. He values us because he values us. And this poor fellow didn't know that quote. I do not have a minimum of autonomy. 
I am at the mercy of events. I depend on others for everything. I'm like a boat adrift in the ocean. Ugh. I'm aware of my physical condition and future prospects, so I'm totally calm and calm about what I will do. But, sir, you're an image bearer. And as hard as life is, and you've got to recognize being a quadriplegic, it is hard to imagine a harder way of living that life is precious because you're a human being and that life is precious because it's a gift. And and you have an opportunity to still do kingdom work. Let's hope nobody hearing this is, is, is a quadriplegic or will ever experience that, but we're going to go through hard things. And as we get older and the body that once was so vibrant and healthy and physical suddenly starts to slow down, fall apart, just get dilapidated. And how we march to the grave can be a testimony to a watching world. So even if you are going through a hard season, the world is watching. This is why we are here the world sees how we suffer. It might just be a nurse. It could be the entire ward. It could be the nursing home. But the world is watching. This fellow had absolutely no purpose because his purpose was based on performance. The patient who killed himself was not terminally ill, paralyzed. So assisted suicide isn't about terminal illness. That's always the argument. Hey, they're going to die anyway. Let them do it on their own terms. No. Nope. Now the standard is if it is determined by the individual, it's just too hard. The fellow or fellowette who took the Hippocratic Oath now will inject them and kill them and take their lives. Why? Because the slope keeps on slipping. Court ruling reflects the contemporary view in the West that is fast becoming pro some suicides, a policy that basically says that we'll try and prevent prevent suicides of the young and of veterans, those people with dysphoria. But the deaths of people with serious illnesses or disabilities, that will facilitate, once again, the incoherent worldview of a godless society. We don't want kids to kill themselves. Then why would we want an adult? Somebody who is, we, 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 we shouldn't. Don't forget, those who love God love life. Those who don't love death. The devil loves to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's, I'm afraid, what we are seeing. Let's go to Florida, shall we? This is sort of a good one. I didn't think this would be necessary. It's sort of good because, well, I think it's going to be helpful, but it ain't perfect. Ron DeSantis to sign bill declaring religious services essential during state of emergencies. It's Bill SB 254 classifying all religious services as essential in an emergency. That's good, right? It's not as good as it could be, honestly. The bill does allow for an exception, that basically if everything is shut down, then churches can be shut down as well. Mm, no, uh, that's, uh, no, there shouldn't be exceptions. Now, the government can certainly do that. But when we remember that the church is under the authority of Jesus Christ, 
then Jesus decides if that church is going to close. Not the government, not what is perceived to be an epidemic. That church makes that decision. So it's a good thing, but mm, if there are any entities allowed to open, churches will also be allowed to meet for religious services and events. So in other words, that would be Caesar in a smaller way than in other states. I grant you that still having authority over the church when it comes to the issue of whether or not we assemble. Now, should we as churches be wise about what's happening in the world? Yes, of course we should. If it is something that appears to be short-term, like the one we were promised would take 14 days to flatten the curve, sure. But ultimately, it is the church's decision to open or close. Not only is it the church's decision, it is every individual church's decision. Some will, some won't. And my local church can impose our views on you and vice versa. Let's just hope we don't have to deal with this situation again. One round was enough, wasn't it? This is Wretched Radio. The situation in Ukraine appears to be a long and winding and rather scary road. Tomorrow clubs are still in Ukraine. There are still club leaders there. There are still Christians who are willing to help other Christians with the very basic necessities of life. Would you have the ability to help some of our brothers and sisters in Ukraine to simply receive the bare necessities? I know that Cindy Marty is extremely grateful for your support. There just are really no words to describe the gratitude that we have. Believe me, the children and families in Ukraine are so grateful. Thank you so much for your prayers and support. Tomorrow Club's still alive and well, but dealing with the dangers of Ukraine. If you think that you could support some believers there, please visit tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched, tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Are we heading toward a dystopian society? Who decides what is good and evil? Who decides what truth is? Are there such things as fate or free will? Morals? Are we born with those? Or does the culture we live in inform them? Those are all really good questions and topics that we tackle daily on Wretched Radio and TV. Our goal has always been to preach the gospel, equip others to preach the gospel, and strengthen the local church. And we're only able to do that with the help of our gospel partners. If you are a Wretched Gospel partner, Thank you so much for your support, which has allowed us to create compelling quality productions that catch the eye of unbelievers, but aren't so cringy they make believers blush. And if you aren't currently, would you pray about becoming a monthly Wretched Gospel partner? Help us continue to reach millions all over the world with the gospel. Just visit wretched.org slash donate, or you can also just as easily text the word wretched to the number 44321. Let's visit a preborn life center in action. Look at that baby. Abortion pill reversal actually works. That's a beating heart. Look how strong it is. Tell me. That doesn't encourage you to consider supporting preborn.org slash wretched. $28 purchases a free ultrasound 
for a mommy who will choose life. It is indeed about saving babies' lives via $28 ultrasounds, but it is also sharing the gospel so that moms and dads get saved. Would you please consider supporting preborn centers with as many free ultrasounds as you can? $28 for an ultrasound, 80% of the time saves a life. Learn more at preborn.org slash wretched. Important dates in Christian history. 64 AD, after fire ravages Rome, Emperor Nero blames Christians and unleashes the first state-sanctioned persecution of Christians. Roman persecution would continue for 250 years until Emperor Constantine officially recognized and defended Christianity. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. So far, so mostly good. This is Wretched Radio. Perhaps you have been tracking court cases that have been rendering verdicts regarding social, moral, and religious liberty issues. And perhaps you've noticed, I have, that overall, so far to this date, the courts are actually siding with religious liberties. The courts are deciding more with the freedoms that were enshrined, not by current legislation, but in the Constitution, that we have a freedom of religion, freedom to assemble, freedom of speech, Mostly the courts are making the right decisions that most benefit our protections. Not entirely, but overall. And this is not to suggest that that can't change, because it sure can. But as of right now, overall, even the New York Post, was it the New York Post or the New York Times? It was in New York. (laughs) Probably nobody reads it that much. New York Times. Wow. Jimmy. Maybe I got my four bucks worth. Uh, no, you still didn't. No, <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> Don't know if you heard about the ruling. Supreme Court says Maine can't bar parents from using state funds to send kids to religious schools. That's good. It was a six to three ruling that a state tuition assistance program could not stop parents from using the funds for schools that have sectarian instruction. In other words, religious instruction. The court said mm, you can't withhold them funds. That's a victory prompting the New York Times to write about, quote, a pro-religion court. Like it's so shocking. This country is pro-religion. At least it used to be. Headline, a pro-religion court. Capture line. The Supreme Court has become the most pro-religion it's been since at least the 1950s. And it appears to include the six most pro-religion justices since at least World War II. Uh, My liberal friend, you want religious freedom. Because if that gets taken away from us, I guarantee you freedoms will be taken away from you that you don't like. Is it a slippery slope? Yeah. Since John Roberts became Chief Justice in 2005, the court has ruled in favor of religious organizations 86%, no, 85% of the time. Far more than any other court in the past seven decades. That's good, isn't it? 87% of the time? Now, I did just see one. I can't recall what, maybe it was New York, New Jersey. It was a Jewish school, and they were told, um, nope, sorry, uh, you have to accept LGBT stuff 
because you're not really a religious institution, even though it's a Jewish university, a Jewish scholastic system. That didn't appear to be a good decision. They, by the way, have appealed that immediately. Overall, however, we are getting good rulings. And for now, that should at least encourage you a little bit because I it's easy to be scared these days, isn't it? To see the things crumbling around us. When will my foundation be busted up and when will I go tumbling down with it? Right now, Things are positive in the courts. I'm not saying in the political realm. I am saying in the courts. Earl Warren, 46% of the time pro-religion. Warren Berger. You know, if Earl Warren had married Warren Berger, he'd be Earl Warren Berger. (laughs) 51% of the time. William Rehnquist, 58% of the time. John Roberts, he's currently hovering at 85% of the time. That's That's a good thing right now. He's made some big stinker decisions. There's no doubt about that. The insurance issue and, of course, the marriage issue. I'm just saying, let's look on the bright side if we can, when we can. Some other news that mm, maybe not so good. Uh, Democrats, they're talking to Google because, you know, politicians getting involved in big business like that. They want Google to start labeling search results for pro-life centers before the the ruling from the Supreme Court gets handed down regarding Roe v. Wade. They want to make sure that Google identifies those people that are pro-life that call themselves like a crisis pregnancy center, which a lot of the pre-born clinics aren't too. And we got to be honest, there are a lot of people who go to them thinking, well, maybe I'll get some abortion information and I'll get my child killed by these people instead they see an ultrasound and they choose life if you can support preborn there to bomb preborn.org slash wretched preborn.org slash wretched 28 bucks an ultrasound well if the democrats have their way google will start outing those organizations a group of democratic u.s senators is urging google ceo sundar Pichai. I have no idea if I said that right any better than Governor Hotchell, which I've been informed is not the correct pronunciation. Really? Jimmy. That's that's what I call her. It's H-O-C-H-U-L. Hochul? That's what it should be. Yeah. Hochul. Or Hotchell. Yeah, Hochul, Hotchell. But not Hochul. No, it's got a C-H. This is, we're, this is English. We're talking H-O-C-H. Right yeah. there. <laughs> Even that's fine, but not Hochul. This is CEO Sundar Pichai of Google wants them to take action after a report from a left-wing activist group found Google may be directing users who search for abortion services toward pro-life pregnancy centers. Can't have that. All right, hold on. There was an article that I was reading that just really captured how liberals are making progress these days. It's all about misinformation. I, I, I saw something on TV, too. Somebody was talking, and they were saying that it probably was about a political issue. And we can't allow this misinformation to continue. So any opinion that they disagree with is now deemed misinformation. Isn't that a clever little tactic to to win the argument? Make it about misinformation. So, Jimmy, are you for higher low taxes? 
<laughs> Low taxes. Oh, we got to stop that misinformation. <laughs> um, it's an opinion. And I was reading one of these stories that was that was really using that term a lot. That's misinformation. The life issue. It's misinformation. The the gender stuff. That's misinformation. Politics. That's misinformation. The election. The voting. It's all. It's all misinformation. Isn't that tidy? By the way, speaking of Governor Hochul, that's misinformation. Local. She was doing the debate against two other Democrats for the governor of New York office. One thing you simply cannot live without besides your family. Governor Hochul said, Jimmy, do you want to guess what she said? It's going to make you bonkers. What'd she say? My Bible. (sighs) (laughs) Maybe she can't live without it. She should try to open it and read it. That would be really helpful because then she was asked, do you believe in ghosts? I speak to my mother all the time. Communicate with someone no longer with us. Um, Maybe the Old Testament, too. You could read about Saul. That's a big no-no. She must be using it as a doorstop. That would be Deuteronomy 18. That lists in brutal detail. God doesn't like that stuff. So as long as we're talking about abortion which we are. Most Americans think abortion is morally acceptable for the first time. Uh Uh-oh, that ain't a good thing. What do we do with that? It is a possibility that, yeah, the tide has turned because it's been about 50-50, but pro-life has been actually ahead lately. It seems that any time something that has been codified into law for a while, whether it's good, bad, or otherwise, when it is compromised or jeopardized, people tend to just kind of go, woo, over to the other side. So, for instance, if some, if so, if something was um, let, uh, guns, they they want it, they want to take guns. A lot of people then buy guns. It just goes the opposite way. I I see this in danger, therefore, and it's very possible that the same thing is true with life and the abortion issue. That people are responding and going, well, let's you know, we got to be careful with this. So, okay, I'm for abortion, certain circumstances. That could be the reason for the swing. Don't know for sure, however. Google is being encouraged to make sure that people know who these terrible pro-lifers are. The CCDH, that would be your Center for Counseling Digital Hate, found that 37% of Google Maps results and 11% of Google search results for abortion clinic near me and abortion pill were for anti-abortion clinics. We can't have that. Oh, guess what? Jimmy, I found the article. It's the very one that I'm holding in my never-before-nicotine-stained <laughs> fingers. Quote, directing women towards fake clinics that traffic in misinformation and don't provide comprehensive health services is dangerous to women's health. So they're pressuring Google to make sure that they out everybody. And they use that language throughout here. It's all misinformation. (sighs) Be watching for that little tactic. And last little note. Oh, cool. A local church is trying to buy back people's guns. That's, you know, I'm so, this is exciting. Let me just tell you, you think this, what is a church doing getting involved in something like this? (laughs) Here's why, because the church located in Columbia, South Carolina, clearly everybody in Columbia is saved. So they have time for things like this. Isn't Isn't that good news right there? Until tomorrow. 
go serve your king.